Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass podcast episodes. Thank you so much for joining me today. And today I really wanted to talk all about how to exceed your own expectations. Now, this is such a fascinating topic for me because it's something I've really tried to nail over the last few years. And it's only been in the last month or so that I feel I've nailed it and can share with you how to actually exceed our own expectations. So just as a little throwback, for me over the last five years of like my professional career, being self-employed, being in the public eye through both of my brands, I always had these expectations. I, ha- I held myself accountable for all these expectations of how quickly I thought my platform should grow, how many tickets I would sell to events I planned, how many people would turn up to the events. You know, we're constant, we live in a society where we compare ourselves to people. We're caught in the comparison trap. We expect things and also not forgetting, we want to manifest amazing things too. Like there's nothing wrong with manifesting figures, sales figures, people buying stuff, people turning up events. There's nothing wrong with that. These are all part of our human self. Um, and you know, it, it's it's important to embrace that. It's important to acknowledge and embrace that, that it's not a materialistic, you know, negative thing. It is a positive thing. It's our goals, it's our aspirations. So first of all, I definitely want to say like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have, to manifest certain sales figures or income or ticket sales or, social media followers like there's nothing wrong with that but here is where I've actually found the beauty and peace in all of those topics so I'm gonna start off with social media so for years I tried to crack a nail and I think YouTube was definitely the one I found myself really 
really like suffering over it. it made me just feel really down and low that my YouTube just wasn't growing at the rate I thought it should you know that was an expectation in itself of how quickly I thought my work should grow now at the time when I started my YouTube channel obviously I was talking about money saving I wasn't talking about spirituality whatsoever so it was a very different topic and something which ultimately I just wasn't aligned with I loved it at the time it served a purpose I lived and breathed couponing and money saving and I still do I still love it but ultimately talking about those things after a certain point when I kind of had my spiritual awakening and shifted was not in alignment or what I should be doing or my life's purpose. So for me, looking back in hindsight, I realise now why it never took off at that speed because I wasn't in alignment with what I was meant to be doing, what I believed in and also, you know, my, the kind of, I guess, how I, my approach wasn't aligned either, you know, it was all about money, it was all about followers, it was all about the social status, it wasn't about how many lives I'm touching or how many lives I'm helping, you know, I will hold my hands up, it was all ego back then, um, because that's what I've been brought up with, that's what we are all taught, you know, it's money, it's followers, it's success, and for me, because I wasn't reaching that, I felt like a failure, I wasn't feeling grateful for I think at the time it was like 11,000 people, which is an incredible amount to still have as YouTube followers or subscribers. So I wasn't being grateful back then at all. So when I had my spiritual awakening, obviously I realized a lot of where I had been going wrong. And within that, I found my authenticity. You know, I used to look at other YouTubers and be like, how can I be more like them? What are they doing which makes them really successful? Well, if I do the same videos as them, it'll make me really successful. And this is one of the comparison traps I really fell into and it seems to be YouTube that I fell into this the most with Instagram I don't really think I cared which is probably why my Instagram grew rapidly and is my biggest platform because I never really gave a shit about it you know I gave a shit in the fact I posted things I enjoyed it my passion was there I loved sharing photos and enjoying photography so my passion and dedication was there but ultimately I didn't give a shit because I knew that YouTube would earn me more money essentially or so I thought. So once I really realised that my uniqueness was my USP, my uniqueness and what I was talking about was my speciality, was the gold dust or the golden idea that would transport me to people noticing my work more, followers growing more rapidly. It was like, I mean, it was just crazy. It was like magic almost because once I'd stopped looking at other people's work and stopped looking at what they were doing and focused on my own lane and got back in my own lane and focused and put my head down and concentrated on my work, my spiritual growth, my happiness, the whole game changed, literally. People, you know, when I transitioned from money saving to spirituality on my YouTube channel, you know, for those of you who have been loyal for many years, you will remember this, um you will know that I was really fearful about it because I thought, oh my God, this is like the complete opposite. How are people gonna take it? Are people gonna think I'm nuts? But what actually happened was my channel's growth really improved. And that was because I was talking about the things that set my soul on fire, the things that made me feel amazing, the things that made me happy, the things that made my face light up. And 
quite a few people, I remember this, used to comment and say, when you talk about spirituality, your face and your attitude and your whole being shifts. Like, you look like you want to be there. Whereas like in your money saving videos, no offense, but you kind of look like you don't want to be there. And I couldn't have agreed more. I couldn't have agreed more because I watched them back and I think it was just, it was almost like I was forcing myself. Like I had to do YouTube to be successful. I had to do it. It wasn't because I wanted to and I didn't give a shit about the money or the followers. I gave a shit about the money and the followers. And that's why my videos weren't in alignment and I didn't have that like positive energy and you know like the good feet the good vibes you see off my videos today because obviously I wasn't doing my money saving videos for the right reasons so for me really cracking the numbers of social media was getting back in my own lane putting my head down not focusing on what other people are doing channeling my own inspiration channeling what I wanted to be on my channel not looking at trends not looking at what was popular for other people because what we need to remember is it's successful for other people because they're doing their own stuff like they're authentic in their way and their uniqueness is their speciality and you know it doesn't mean that you can't talk about spirituality or you can't talk about stuff because someone else does. It's thinking about what does my uniqueness bring to the table? What can I bring to the spiritual table which will help people in a slightly different way to whatever is out there? And of course, no matter how you tell the story, you know, remember what I'm saying is no different to what Gabby Bernstein says, Kyle Gray, all the greats out there. You know, I'm not telling you anything different. I'm just telling you it in a different way, in a way that maybe relates to you more, which maybe you connect with more, maybe because I'm younger. You know, there are multiple ways that we can look at this, but we are all telling the same story. We're all singing off the same hymn sheet as such. We are just expressing it in a different way, which is unique to us. The way we tell our stories, the way we tell our experiences, the way we teach people is unique, no one can replicate that. So this is your speciality, this is your USP, this is what is going to earn you money and potentially create that business or career for you is by being you and being authentically you, knowing that your uniqueness is why you are here and why you feel called to speak up. And I, you know, I don't just wanna tailor this to spirituality, I wanna tailor this to all bloggers, all YouTubers, all people who want to share their message in the online world. So really once I'd cracked that, I realized that, wow, by being me, by being authentic, by doing whatever the hell I wanted to on my YouTube channel, it grew rapidly. And I was obviously in alignment with what I was talking about, in alignment with what I was filming. And I was talking about spirituality by that point. So I knew that that was my calling and that was my life purpose. So not only was I talking about my life's purpose, that was what was meant to happen. So I'm glad that I never hit the big time as such when I was talking about money saving because my videos were like not done for the right reasons. My videos were not positive or uplifting or really like giving, you know, it's giving money saving advice, but I didn't want to be there. So I'm glad that now when people watch my videos and now when they, you know, get lots of hits or do really well, surprisingly, 
I'm exceeding my own expectation because I expect nothing. And that's my key message here. When you expect nothing, you exceed your expectations. Now, I'm not saying that we should just expect everything to be a failure or hold no goals or, you know, for instance, like I'm gonna use two really good instances on this. So there's how you combat the social media followers side of stuff. But again, on the front of Instagram, Twitter, the way we use social media is constantly changing. You know, from when I started five years ago, Facebook was heavily, heavily the focus of social media. And that's why my couponing business took off so well, because I'd cracked the code as such of how to engage your audience on Facebook and really make it, you know, reachable and interesting and interactive for people but nowadays Instagram is the way forward so the way we engage with our followers the way we engage with people online has changed and will probably change even more by the next time I probably talk about this so for me by not holding expectations on how many followers I would have and I really changed my outlook on this instead of thinking I want 80,000 Instagram followers you know which I hit last year I said I'm grateful for every single person that follows me, who has continued to follow me through my couponing journey to my spirituality journey, who supports my work, who puts good vibes towards my work, who invests in my work, who buy my products or buy my merchandise, who listen to my podcast, listen to my YouTube videos, listen to my work. And once I started looking at what I had instead of what I didn't have and dropped the expectation again, it flourished again as if by magic new people were finding me so what you know especially when you are just starting out it's the hardest because you think oh, I've got like 100 people following me like how am I gonna make it to the hundred thousands but it's realizing that those 100 people are investing in you they believe in your work so much and your energy that they've decided to follow you that is a commitment so it's really looking and being grateful for what we do have right now and not putting these unrealistic expectations on ourselves. Now, I'm not saying that unrealistic. I'm saying that when we set these expectations of saying like, I want 100,000 followers, I want 10,000 followers, I want this. Yes, it's great to have goals and of course set those goals, but do not be attached to those goals because you could say, hey, I really wanna manifest 10,000 Instagram followers, but the universe could be like, well, if you just let go of that expectation and flow a bit and be really grateful for how many Instagram followers you do have, we'll give you 100,000, like we think you're worth that. So it's really about setting that goal but not being attached to it because it's numbers at the end of the day and people aren't numbers. Humans are humans and you need to see your followers as humans, as people, as real life people. And this really helped me. So for instance, I've spoken about this before. I looked at what, was it? I think it was my Twitter I did it with. I looked at my Twitter of what 13,000 people would look like in a room and I looked at it because Twitter was like the one thing I couldn't really crack. I felt, you know, Twitter is dying out, but I felt like, hmm, I don't feel like grateful. I don't feel good about this. So I Googled what 13,000 people would look like. And all of a sudden it went from, I'm not good enough. My Twitter's not high enough. People like brands and companies and book publishers are gonna cr like criticize me on this. And it went to, holy shit that amount of people have chosen to invest in me. And then I applied it to my Instagram. I looked at what 80,000 people would look like and I thought, oh my God, I could literally fill a stadium with that. Like 
that amount of people choose to follow me, they watch my work, they they are that impacted by my work that they they choose to follow me. And even by doing that, it shifts your perception, it shifts your expectations into gratitude. I always love this quote from Tony Robbins, which is trade your expectations for appreciation and the world changes instantly. And it I literally couldn't live by anything more truer in my life. And there is nothing wrong, like I said, with setting those goals, but it's the expectations. So two really good expectations for you, which I have shifted really recently and have now gone beyond my expectations, which is something is, I think it's the first time I felt that. Now I'm not gonna lie, like in my past, especially more to do with my money saving work and the early kind of spiritual side of stuff, I would hold expectations on, you know, events of how many tickets I wanted to sell, how many people would turn up. I would hold, you know, expectations on followers, on views of videos, on likes, on got it all. And I would very often be disappointed. And I would often feel not good enough, or I would often feel, well, I tried to manifest it, so why didn't it happen? And I would question a lot of it. And what I've realized is in hindsight is that I just wasn't in alignment with why I wanted those things. I wasn't doing it from the right place. I was doing it from ego. I was doing it from self-validation rather than, like I said, looking at the numbers and the figures as real life people I was impacting and helping. So once I shifted that and once I really realized that, and a really, really good like example of that was with my book. So this is the first time I'd written a book. I had no idea what to expect. So I didn't have expectations because frankly, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know the sort of average conversion rates of followers to book sales. I was clueless. So when people would say to me, how many copies do you think you're gonna sell? I was like, I've got no idea. Like, I honestly have no idea. I don't. I don't know, like if I sold 200, I was always told that if you got 200 pre-orders, then that was really good. And that would be like a really solid pre-order and book launch. So, you know, just focus on that. So I kind of like thought, yeah, 200 would be great. Like I'd be really grateful if I had 200 pre-orders because that would be amazing. And that's 200 people lives that would be influenced. But I didn't hold on to that 200 pre-orders. I just kept going and thought, whoever needs to read that book is going to read that book. I don't want to like set myself up for those 200 pre-orders and then I didn't get them. And I think as well, what really didn't help was I'd had quite a few knockbacks by publishers telling me that the book would be lukewarm or that it, you know, just wasn't the right time and I needed more followers. And for me, I knew that was bullshit. I knew that that wasn't the reason. And I knew that this book would always reach the people it needed to reach regardless. And I just trusted that. I trusted the universe. And obviously that's how my amazing publishers came along. And that's how the book. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com got beautifully birthed in the right way so when book launch day came across um the system that reports the book sales is quite slow it's not very instant and I didn't really get accurate figures probably until like two maybe three weeks into the book launch and to hit number two bestseller on Amazon again I held no expectations although I wanted number one I let go a bit because I thought, okay, the categories I'm in, I've got the Dalai Lama, Eckhart Tolle, and like all these amazing authors. I was like, okay, to even be named next to them is an incredible achievement. It feels amazing. And I'm so grateful that I'm even next to them, let alone on the same list. So for me, I knew that to just let go of that expectation that I had all my life to hit number one bestseller. And you know, what was number one bestseller? Like, it's just a thing, do you know what I mean? To be a bestseller in general is still an incredible achievement. So when I hit number two bestseller next to incredible authors, I was like, wow, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that at all. And the reason why I was left wowed and astounded was because I wasn't having an expectation I didn't have an expectation now that's not to say I didn't believe in myself you know I really tuned in with myself and said hang on is this because I don't believe in myself did I doubt myself and I think there were moments where I did think okay maybe don't expect the best just in case like it all goes terribly wrong but I knew in the core of my soul that there was a reason why I birthed that book I knew there was more to this and why I felt so drawn to pushing ahead with it why I birthed that book and why I had this undeniable faith that the right people would always reach it so although my human self did like come up and doubt things you know my friends especially were like, Emma, what are you even worrying about? You know it's you. And I was like, yeah, but I have been disappointed before. So I don't want to like, so I was almost like talking myself out of my expectations, but I had massively gone into my feminine energy over this period of time. So instead of like being in my masculine as per usual and like, you know, targets, 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 expectations, 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 I was flowing. I was dancing with the universe and I was like, do you know what? It doesn't matter. I've written that book. I've birthed that book. And no matter how, no matter what happens now, I've done it. I've done it for myself. And I know that book's going to help the right people. So that's all that matters. Not the money, not the success, not anything that's come from that. Just the fact that I've got this far, written that book and come this far means the world to me. That's my achievement. That's my success. And when I got those figures through, you know, I kind of knew that it had done well by the bestseller 
And then on launch day, when Amazon couldn't get any stock and everyone's pre-orders were taking forever, again, total apologies if that has happened. Uh, it was beyond my control, even beyond Amazon's control. What happened was the printing center that prints the books um, had had so many orders that they just couldn't keep up. And because it was obviously the 3rd of January, so right after Christmas, right after New Year, they didn't have speedy printing and speedy delivery as they normally would. So you know, all the bookstores, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Waterstones were putting in their orders, but obviously they weren't arriving on the time they should have because of all the festive delays. So if anything, I've learned not to launch a book the first week of January. <laughs> so we, we learn from these things and that's what I've learned that probably a summer release is um, definitely better. <laughs> Everyone will get their books on time. So it took Amazon a week to fully stock my book. And I, obviously it made me like frustrated and angry for you guys because I thought oh god this like looks terrible on me even though like it's not me who does has anything to do with it but do you know what I mean I didn't want it to spoil the launch or anything um and it just I just couldn't understand why these problems were happening but then when the sales figures came in I realized why this was happening that the reason why we had all these problems wasn't because my launch was cursed or like, you know, like anything negative had happened or the universe was testing me or anything like that. I mean, I did learn a lot of patience through that whole process, but what I was surprised with was why that delay happened. And it was because Amazon couldn't keep up with the demand. There were that many orders and we were just astounded because I never expected that many sales I mean, probably over like six months, let alone pre-order and the first few weeks of launch. So, and you know, we still haven't got all the figures in. Ebooks take, um, I think like up to 60 days to come through. So we've got a few from pre-order, but yeah, that's the figure I even have isn't the total figure for right now to up to this point. So when I saw that figure, I cried because I'd exceeded my own expectation and I'd done that by having no expectation, by turning my expectation into appreciation and realizing that even if I sold one copy, which was probably to my mum and dad or me, <laughs> like that was a success that I had birthed that book, written that, you know, book which I felt so passionately about because it was raw and it was authentic. And again, I held no expectation and that's why it exceeded my expectation. And again, with the reviews, I held no expectation. I thought, okay, I feel great about this book. I feel, you know, this book can help. But obviously it's always that like nervous moment of the first time you do something. And obviously remember these were first for me. So it wasn't like I'd done this time and time again and held an expectation. I held no expectation because these were my first times. So this is why it's really important when you were doing things multiple times to look back and check in at your expectations because you can't compare it to the first time you did it. So when I come to do my second book, yeah, I may have these expectations of, well, you sold this on your first book, so therefore that's a kind of gauge of whether it's done better or worse or whatever. And, you know, obviously as an author, like you're trained to think like that from publishers, which is awful, but it's the way our world works. And again, I'm gonna have to really check in with myself and be like, no, drop that expectation because you don't need it. You don't need it. Remember, it's the book that helps people. It doesn't matter about the money. It doesn't matter about the sales figures. What will be will always be. 
So for once in my life, I wasn't let down. And honestly, my book launch was the first time in my life where I was shocked because it had exceeded my expectation. For once, I wasn't disappointed that my expectation hadn't been met. And that was purely because I held gratitude and uh, and a, a disattachment to the outcome. I disconnected to the outcome, I let go, and I was grateful no matter what. And also I didn't hold an expectation because I didn't know what to expect. So the next one was my summit. So my summit that I'm holding in London on February the 9th sold out and I never ever expected that. When I was planning it with my friends, I was like, oh my God, I'd be so grateful if like 20 people turned up because I did an event a couple of years ago in London, which was a free event for money saving and blogging. Um, And I got loads of great speakers there. It was the first event I planned and it was a great success apart from not many people turned up. And what was annoying is like I had, we had room for like 120 people and all the tickets sold. But what I noticed was, especially on Eventbrite, like there were some fishy ticket sales. So the people who were buying like 10, I deleted and emailed and said, send me proof, like written proof of the people who are coming to this event that you need 10 tickets for. So I managed to like clear a lot of tickets, but you know, genuine ticket sales, we had about 70. So I was really excited. I was like, wow, I've got at least 70 people coming. This is incredible. And I got really excited, really pumped for it. And so did everybody else. And so did all the brands who were coming. What happened was 30 people turned up on the day and I was gutted because I felt that it was a failure. And I felt that, you know, why would, you know, I get that things come up and not everybody can always make things, especially if it's free, you don't hold a commitment to it. But for me, I was just disappointed because I felt like it had been a lie. I felt that that success and that happy feeling I had felt had been a lie. But again, I wasn't in alignment, remember? And also I wasn't thinking about the gratitude for those 30 people who had traveled there. You know, when I started speaking to them, I realized that I was glad it was an intimate event because I got to speak to everybody, really spend time with people. And you know, a lot of you who still follow me now, I got to meet and have pictures with and talk to you. and you know, I even traveled home with one of you. Um, so yeah, I was so grateful at the end of it that I'd had an intimate event to start off with so I could connect with everybody, really be grateful. So I obviously held that expectation for my summit. And I said to my friends, I was like, okay, we've got space for 50 people. I'd be really, really grateful if even 10 people showed up, if 20 people showed up. Now, obviously my platforms have grown a lot since then, but you know, obviously it's in London, like you're only kind of talking to people in the UK to come. And, you know, this was my first paid event. I was like, are people going to pay to come and see me? You know, I was just, I'd never done this before. And obviously it was a spiritual event. It wasn't a kind of blogging or um, money saving event. So again, this was a first for me. And, you know, as soon as I launched the event, lots of you started buying tickets and I was like wow okay maybe I had like nothing to worry about and then obviously Christmas came and went by so we had like a dip in sales and stuff um and then as soon as January came by a lot more tickets sold so anyway um get to like the middle of January and we still had about 20 tickets left and I was like wow 30 people have bought a ticket that's really good again I held no expectation so I'd already exceeded my expectation with 30 people and I really learned to let go I thought okay you've got everything lined up even if 
you only sold 30 tickets like you've covered all your costs you're not at a loss it's fine like everything's covered it will still be a really great intimate event and as soon as I let go as soon as I was just really grateful and happy and you know was just enjoying the planning process of the event and enjoying you know planning my workshop and doing the goodie bags and all of that and just really feeling grateful that even 30 people believed in me enough or even wanted to come because they felt that it would be you know a good day useful and a wise investment of their money all the tickets sold and I was like oh wow okay and you know my friend Hannah was like Emma we told you like we literally told you you would sell out like I had no doubt in you that you would sell out and I was there not doubting myself again like I don't want to say it was doubt it was just a case of this is the first time I've done it I'm not sure whether it's going to be like a success you know who really sells out their first event you know maybe once you've been doing it a couple of years you'd sell out but you know to sell out your first event is like a massive achievement and I'm so proud of that and again I didn't focus on saying hey it was a sellout event I just focused on you know I actually had intuition that 45 people would come so I was like oh my god even if 45 people came that's amazing that's 45 people who I can meet have fun with talk to like connect with um so again I turned that expectation into appreciation and my expectations were blown out the water royally. So those are my two recent examples. And really what I guess I'd shifted on was, yes, they were first time events for me and first time things. So therefore I didn't really hold an expectation, but ultimately I was just appreciative for whatever came my way. And I was appreciative and I put my trust in the universe. So the universe said, okay, Emma, you would be grateful if 20 people turned up to your event. Let that go, be grateful and we'll surprise you. And that's what happened. And it seems the more we, the more I'm learning this and the more I'm learning to really embrace my divine feminine energy, really flow with the universe and to not be so hard upon myself and to look at these numbers as people and look at these numbers as appreciation rather than beating myself up or saying that I'm not where I should be or do you know what I mean like you know we all do it we all like well by now you know I should have this many followers I should have this much blah 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 and you know by simply removing those conditioned societal targets that just bullshit anyway I've really freed myself I've you know I've had three examples there where I've blown my own expectations and those are the first three things in my life where I haven't felt disappointed and that's been because I've been in alignment with it I have turned my expectations into appreciation and I've just been grateful. I've let go. I've surrendered it. I've handed it over to the universe and just been like, hey, I just want to have fun with this. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to get happy. And no matter what happens, I'm always going to be exactly where I'm meant to. And however many people are meant to follow me, turn up or buy tickets, it's always meant to be. So this is my podcast for you today and it will honestly change your life by switching your expectations to appreciation, it will change your game. And again, by being in my feminine energy more, by not holding these unrealistic masculine targets on myself of having to achieve this, to scale myself, to be at this point, instead of I was just like, hey, I've already written the book. That's, you know, even if I was to never do anything else in my career, I've achieved everything I ever wanted to do, written a book, 
hold seminars, help people, you know, have a good online presence, create merchandise, you know, create products, which I love and I'm passionate about. You know, if I was to never do anything else from this point, I would have, I would be fulfilled in life. Honestly, I would be fulfilled in life. You know, even if I was to just, you know, focus on my family from now on and creating my own family life and personal life, I would be happy. And that's the place you need to get out is turning your expectations into appreciation and saying like, hey, look how far I've come. I've done so well. I've kept pushing forward. I've birthed incredible things. You know, I've pushed myself. I've done this. How, like, go me. Look how incredible this is. And even if you're at your first right now, you're at your first and you're thinking, right, how can I like take some advice from this podcast and turn my expectations into appreciation is to expect nothing. Now I'm not saying like expect no one to buy your stuff or no one to turn up or no one to do anything. It's not holding onto it. Have a figure in your mind, you know, say like, hey, it would be really great if, you know, 20 people came to my event or 10 people bought my new service I'm launching and let that go. Hand it over to the universe, say, I trust you with this universe, you know, I'm gonna have fun with this now, I'm gonna relax, I've done all my hard work, I've planned what I need to, I've birthed what I need to, and that is my success, that I have turned up, I have birthed this, and that's all I need to measure my success on, is that I have shown up to the universe, to myself, and birthed this project, and watch what happens. You know, have that have that goal of what you'd like to achieve, but don't turn it into an expectation. You know, turn it into appreciation for the followers you've already got, for the success and your dedication that you've already created towards this project, yourself or your brand. And get grateful. Get grateful is definitely my number one tip. Let go and let the magic flow, see what happens. So I hope this podcast has helped you guys. Um, I felt really passionate about sharing this with you because I think we all need to talk about our little wins more and also appreciate our little wins because our little wins are what make the big wins in life. So I hope you'll have a fantastic week. Whatever you are up to, as always, you can find out more about myself and my life coaching over on my website, emmamumford.co.uk and everything else will be linked in the description down below. So I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here and I will see you all next week for another one of my podcast episodes. Lots of love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.